Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jolly Paul. Welcome to episode 116. We've been to the cinema to watch Pray for the Devil, and our movie from the vault is Sallow or The 100 Days of Sodom. How are you doing, guys? Well, my butt feels clenched. I feel like I've had two weeks of Sodom. (laughs) (laughs) Need to watch 500 Days of Summer instead or something. Fuck. I hate you, Paul. I fucking love you. I am grand. I am good. How are you guys? Not too bad. Stressed, you know, a bit tempered. Like, I got got house move and stuff like that, so it's all good. It's all going through at the moment, fine and dandy, but yeah. But yeah, we got some... We've we had some fucking awesome news in the last couple of weeks, though, haven't we? We've had a, a new label and launch, and we've got a, a, a potential, well, it's actually a confirmed sponsor, our first sponsor. Welcome, Brave Rebel. Thank you. BraveRebelClothing.com. <laughs> you can find all your lovely designs there at the moment. There's free designs. And the guys are nicely wearing theirs for, for the ears of the pod that you, can, you can't see. What's the point of me talking? But if you head over to BraveRebelClothing.com, there are three new designs that I've just dropped from my brand. One is a Eddie Myers t-shirt inspired which I, which by... Which I'm currently sporting. Yep. Inspired by uh, Michael Myers and Eddie Munson from Stranger Things, which is a nice one. There's a Everything is Temporary uh dead dead kind of skull t-shirt it's really nice and there is also an inspirational quote be brave be a rebel t-shirt which is the one i'm sporting so yeah guys yeah. definitely check this out they are really good quality really good service really top bloke i mean i know we're biased but yeah really top bloke doing it so please get behind it this is your chance to get in on the ground running yeah all I mean... these t-shirts might never become available ever again you never know are they limited who knows but yeah definitely get them and uh, support local businesses so yeah top marks this is from our very own matt come on support been working shit. for it on this for years <laughs> but um yeah it's, it's they're all ethical products as well ethically made um they're vegan and also uh, i will be hopefully shipping uh to worldwide soon as well um at the moment i'm just europe and uh at the moment the uk and Ireland, um, but um, hopefully, hopefully it'll be going worldwide soon. So, do you ship to the Isle of Wight? Yes, because that that's important. part of the UK. That is important. That's, that's good. part of the UK. So, yes, thank <laughs> <I do. laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, we look forward to creating a proper exclusive ad for our podcast for our first sponsor. Our first ever sponsor. Awesome, Matt. Matt, honestly, the T-shirt's great. I bought three. Right, enough of that shameless corporate shit. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's get on. What's been going on? I'm going to share with you what I've been watching the last couple of weeks because I needed to watch some lovely good stuff because otherwise I would have been really depressed. I don't even know if I wanted to watch movies after what I just saw. But anyway, but I managed to watch The um, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, the Nicolas Cage movie. Fucking fantastic, funny. Um, it was really good fun. Um, I really like that one um it was exactly what i wanted it to be <laughs> to be honest um crimes of the future i paid couldn't be asked to wait wanted to watch the cronenberg movie um wish i'd waited <laughs> <laughs> it was more 
Crash and Burn, I think, than uh, than uh, than some of his other ones that I liked. I mean, it had obviously what's his name, Victor um, Morganson, but I liked him in History of Violence. I loved him in Eastern Promises. They were fucking awesome. This was more Crash um, mixed with some early Cronenberg sort of ideas. The body horror is fantastic. There was just this humdrum music going through it that just made me feel a little bit blah really it was just a little bit more it was more existence i didn't really like exist his existence there was just something off for me maybe i didn't like the 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 kind of sci-fi body horror is great but the sci-fi element maybe not so much so yeah there we go won't be recommending this one (laughs) anyone else seen it no Uh, it's on for 9.99 on uh, wait. 999. I think I'll wait as well. <laughs> <laughs> on Amazon Prime. There we go. That's it. That's all me. Jordy Paul. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I watched a bit. So, um, I start it's not really a horror film, but let's go. Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, the David Fincher one. Never seen it before. And actually, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, really? Yeah. I, I still haven't seen it. I've read the books, but I still haven't seen either of the movie, either of the movies. I read. Yeah, I read the book and I watched the the Swedish. Well, I'm going to get the nationality wrong now. I think it's Swedish, isn't it? With uh, yeah. Numi Rapacin. And I enjoyed that and I like enjoyed the books. But I thought uh, it was randomly on the TV, so I thought I'd just watch it. And then, um, yeah, no, it was really well done, really dark. Um, yeah, no, really good. Definitely check it out. Um, <clears throat> I also watched a film on Netflix. It's been out a while. I don't know if you guys have mentioned it. I think you might have, Butch. But um, Do Revenge. Do Revenge, with Maya, yeah. With Maya Hawke in it. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, the one with her and um, the last from, uh, what's that thing, Riverdale. Uh, yeah. Not well, bad, not a bad little yeah. Heather's thing. I, do you know what, the missus put it on and I, she, she saw it's a cross between Mean Girls and uh, Cruel Intentions, that's how it's reviewed on Netflix and I was like, great, I'm going to love this, not. And uh, I spent the first 45 minutes of it actually hating it and then there's a proper rug pull. There's a proper rug pull in it and a real twist. And I was like, shit, I didn't see that coming. So it gained some extra marks for me. So definitely worth a watch. Um, I rewatched. Um, this is only the second time I've ever seen it. Uh, Brightburn was on. Oh, yes. Did it did it stand up on a second watch? Um, yeah. It, it, I suppose the, I think I agree with how you guys reviewed it. I think it's still a bit of a missed opportunity. I think with someone else directing that film, it could have been something epic. Um, but it was it's enjoyable enough. It's got some great uh definitely got some great scenes in it. But yeah. Are nah. you having a go at the future well the is he the leader of DC now? I'm not really fucking sure what he's doing. Uh, James Gunn didn't direct it though. That's oh no. Thing. No, he produced it. You're yeah, right. Yeah, he produced okay. it. So um but yeah, I'm gonna have a fucking go I'll have a go at DC until they can make some decent films, all right. Um Oh but yeah, fuck so... you. I watched Black Adam at the cinema. I didn't mention it, but I enjoyed it a lot. So great <laughs> um but yeah so i watched that then uh, i finished off cabinet of curiosities i fucking yeah. love that i think i'm up to uh the the autopsy oh oh yeah it's great i i thought every episode was really really good there was a couple stronger than others but there's one with um oh, uh, directed by the guy who directed mandy oh, okay um, and it's got Peter Weller from Robocop in it, and it's oh, what's his name? Um, Pano something, isn't it? Pano Gragrotos or something. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> that's yeah. So that's it's really really cool. So yeah, please watch that. And the one with Andrew Lincoln in the last one, um, it's really well acted, really well done, and a little bit sad, but um, it's very good. So the whole series I thought was brilliant. So please, some more of that, please, Guillermo del Toro. Um, then lastly, guys, I saw this. It popped up on Netflix, and I thought, oh, this I'll give this a whirl. Not expecting to be any good, and I actually really enjoyed it. It's called Hellhole. Hellhole. Uh, okay. It's a Polish horror film. And it's about basically an undercover journalist who goes to into a like real rundown uh, monastery and uh, to investigate the disappearance of young women who claim to have been possessed. So it's sort of a, a bit along the lines of Pray for the Devil as well. But um, it's and then it goes into sort of like the Omen territory. But there's some really standout scenes and some really standout effects in it. So it's not like the best film you'll see, but I thought it was really, really well done. Shot on a budget. Um, so definitely check that out. It's on Netflix. Uh, and that was me. Oh, I, I did forget. I did watch one more. I watched <laughs> The Bastard Son of the Devil Himself. Um, interesting TV series. Like, I think there's about eight, ten, ten episodes. You know, it's magic for adults, I would suggest. Like, a bit Harry Potter for for adults, if you like. I looked at that, poll and I thought, do you know what the best thing about this series is going to be? The title. <laughs> it's not... the sort of Netflix series that will get cancelled after season one. Put it that way. Yeah, and I agree. You heard it now. It's explosive, and there's a lot. Of, there's lots of blood. There's lots of blood in it, um, and the sort of magic is that's used is very grown up. And I was immediately thinking all the way through. I was thinking, oh, if I could do like a, a Harry Potter, like I'm reading Harry Potter at the moment again, and it's like all the bits that kind of voldemort and all his cronies get up to that's kind of not really said in the book i kind of like i'd watch a movie where like the death like the title the death eaters and watching them go and do their shit i kind of i would watch that movie so yeah however i wouldn't watch what you just watched (laughs) (laughs) it's it's okay i've watched what you just described (laughs) fair enough (laughs) so matt what have you been watching Fucking hell. Number one, I don't know how you two cram all that in. I don't life. sleep anymore. I know, I was going to say. <laughs> Jesus Christ, but I haven't watched half of what you've uh, watched. However, I did go to uh, London last week uh, for a little get- uh, a little getaway, which was cool. And I went to watch a um, show on the West End uh, called... Yeah, look at us. Drawing oh, the theatre. Uh, yes, but it was a really good show. It's called um, 222 A Ghost Story uh, with Laura Whitmore and uh, Matt Willis from Busted is in it as well. He's been in it for a while, but they kind of um, changed the cast. So Tom, Tom Fountain's just done a run and finished it, but they always change the cast every so often. Um, but fuck me, so many jump scares in it and it's proper horror. Like I literally, if you guys get to go, you should go. Tickets aren't really expensive. And uh, wherever you sit in there is like really close. And we're like third row back. And I, I shit myself a number of times. But it was so good. <laughs> so, so good. And it um, and it's clever. And it's like got a really good storyline throughout the whole thing. And it's actually quite funny in places as well. Which is quite cool. And nice. then um, on the next day, because we were staying in uh, near Leicester Square, I thought I'd go and have a little hunt down for a few locations from uh, last night in Soho so I went and um, I went and had a look where she goes to college in the film 
that was there down the street near um, the other places. And I, I saw the Toucan, which is the pub, and also another place called Thirst that they have in the film. I took some photos and went and had a little look, just thought I'd uh, scout out, which was quite cool. But That's yeah, cool, man. That's I've cool. not seen this yet, but I know the scene. She walks down like a little like staircase and it's in like this like really posh cafe thing. Like really posh like restaurant all decadent and stuff. I have actually been there. I've actually been for a meal there. It was oh, really? far too posh for me to be in there, to be honest, but I'd I managed to get out. I didn't know they let Geordies in places like that. Well was I had to put my uh, posh voice on to get in, darling, didn't I? But uh, yes. Yeah, so Oh nice. Well what's that called, Paul? I can't remember. It's Cafe Paris or some Cafe de Paris or something like that. I'll get I I'll get me get me bow tie on, see if they let me in. It's very nice. It's like it's proper like French. All the menus are in French and stuff. It's quite funny. Nice. Sorry, if that's all we got, then let's get on to, I haven't got any news, guys. I'll just let you know. Let's get on to the news and I'm just looking forward to you guys just spilling it all over my face. I'm gonna go first, because I've only got one piece of news, if that's all right. But I saw a little clip for a film, and not much else, but like a little teaser clip. But I saw the title and I thought, Butch, this is all you, mate. It's called All Jacked Up and Full of Worms. You guys heard of this? No. Yes, I have, yeah. (laughs) Basically, the synopsis um, follows Roscoe, a seedy motel maintenance man. Um, After discovering some powerful hallucinogenic worms, he meets Benny. They fall in love making worms together before embarking on an odyssey of sex and violence. Butch, that's got you written all over it. I think I remember talking about this a couple of months ago. Really? I, I remember it was either me or somebody brought this one up. Because I, I, I remember seeing a trailer or something. No, that, mate. That you've just, I, would, I would have remembered just described. that. <laughs> all right, it sounds, that sounds bonkers, man. If there's two movies out there like that, then that's fucked up. <laughs> okay. Come on, Jordy Paul, what you got? Well, I've got a few bits, so I can't believe you've missed this one. But uh, Terrifier 2 has been put up for Oscar consideration. Fuck off. I mean, so yes. It's been presented to the Academy of Film as an Oscar contender. Now, they've done it as a basically a piss take because they know it's not going to be up for a fucking award but if anything any film that gets put up for consideration right down the official channels has to be watched by the academy <laughs> fucking genius i thought it was great so uh, all these academy people who like you know go for like all the highbrow films have got to go and sit and watch art the clown rip people's faces off and smash mashed potato in their faces and all that so oh, i thought that was quite funny might uh, get a special but, effects nod yeah you never know. You never know. But they've put it forward huge. anyway, so we'll, we'll um, see if that I, comes out. I do know that like it's approaching 10 million. I think it's doing fantastic run at the moment. Smashing. It's available currently on um, Amazon Prime to rent. Um, obviously, there's uh, that uh, you know double that's out that you can buy. I think they're available on all good shops and retailers. Um, but I do know that I did read Kevin Smith, who's got his little um theater in in his hometown now um he's been putting on all sorts of nights and stuff like that he is pledged to put on um a double bill of terrifier and terrify 2 and have damien leone come along and do like a q a he had like rr martin there the other week doing some kind of q a he's doing all sorts of weird shit there sounds wicked i just want to go move to new jersey now (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, there's only a couple of other bits, guys. Uh, Stephen Lang's obviously doing a bit of press around Avatar, uh, and he's apparently teased. I don't know if he's dropped something online on social media or just said something in an interview. He's teased that there's going to be a Don't Breathe 3. Ooh. I'll be up for that. So like, it's not as bad as the second one. Yeah. And then uh, the only, well, the other thing, Sandman has been commissioned for season two. And I know I haven't finished it much, so no spoilers. Okay, I, I do have it. I do have some news then. Um, I've just remembered. Uh, I haven't written it down. 28 months later, we just it's been discussed for ages it's now pretty much it looks like it's got real traction is a, a, a first thing i read was like danny boyle is thinking about it again i'm like okay danny boyle has wrote written a script and then i wrote then i saw the uh, today like killian murphy has read the script and is up for it so uh, i feel like yeah, they're all, they are all up for it so it's like obviously because it's the anniversary of 28 days later that danny boyle did an interview and he said that alex garland has actually written the script and it's been every time he, he was like distanced himself when it first got written and he was like oh, i'm not why would i go back and then he he heard the idea and he says it's really good and then he bumped in alex garland and was like do i do it do i do it so yeah there's definitely traction and I think Danny Boy might be up for directing it, so let's oh fingers crossed. Oh my God! That. Yes, please. Let's let's push this one. Where's the Kickstarter? Can I get involved? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like Danny Boy when he's a fucking Kickstarter. <laughs> and then the last bit, lads. Uh, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know where they're going to go with it, but I don't know. Yeah, from A24 and Brian Fuller. Uh, there is a Friday the 13th prequel series on the table called Crystal Lake. Um, but I don't know how you do a prequel series to Friday the 13th. What, his mum's just mental still, or what? I don't know. So I'm just obviously going to change around the law somewhere. A lot of teenagers shagging. I mean, that's... Yeah, <laughs> fair play. <laughs> but I just don't know. I don't know how you do a prequel series to a film. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they've already done a prequel series. You know what that hot, that was it called? Hot Summer or something like that with like Paul Rudd. I can't remember what it's called now. Hot Summer Vacation, where they're all like... In pretty much it's like a comedy you know no i feel like they've done a prequel already well we'll see but yeah that's well i've, good, I've so. heard that it's basically set um when jason's a kid and it revolves around the camp and um and everything like that and a bit more kind of backstory to him as a kid mm. well that's all i've heard on the podcast anyway mm. okay because yeah. they can use friday the 13th that's fine they just they can't basically bring out a movie they can't just bring out they can't bring out another movie i'd take not it not yet because it's like it's, it's owned by two different properties i think oh, fuck my butt i need something like fucking, right, sallow later, <laughs> sorry later uh, uh i need a i need a j i need a fucking friday the 13th movie after free tosh fucking halloween movies <laughs> do we I like oh, the Oh, we just needed a new IP, a new IP, a new franchise, a new killer, a new but monster. You got, got Art the Clown, but I feel that's going go to go away after another movie. So, Actually, talking about that, All Hallows' Eve, which is the precursor to Terrifier, is available for free on Amazon Prime. So go and watch that bad boy. If you've watched Terrifier and Terrifier 2 and are in the mix of suddenly embracing the great Art the Clown... Go and watch him where he first came around and watch All Hallows Eve, man. 
fucking well worth it. A nice little short there of him. My, but, my homework for the week, is it? Yeah, it's an anthology series. It's pretty good, actually. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Right. Um, OK, that's all the news. Let's get on to our uh, main review. Let's descend into the mouth of hell, shall we? OK, so this week we have all been to the cinema to watch the new film Pray for the Devil. It's just a quick synopsis. At a prestigious school for priests learning how to become exorcists, a nun goes against convention and prepares to perform an exorcism, coming face to face with a demonic force with mysterious ties to her past. Ooh. So, Butch, did you shit your pants? I mean, Matt knows. Matt was sat next to me. I definitely had a few. Um, I didn't do. It wasn't squeaky bum time. It wasn't. I wasn't prepared to walk out of the cinema. No way. It was a different movie to that, definitely. However, they had a couple of jump scares, not bad. But yeah, I was I was okay. I w- it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was almost like a precursor to like another Constantine being born, you know, that a badass fucking exorcist. That's that's the way I felt about it. It, it definitely had some moments in it, and you know, but it didn't shake me to the bone let's put it that way (laughs) what about you matt yeah it's a shame because it's like for me i just felt like it's a bit all been done kind of thing it's a bit paint by numbers and it's a bit vanilla and i thought it might i thought it might be something a bit different and change things around and be a bit more testing and kind of i don't know yeah i yeah it, it had a couple of jump scares some good effects, a few good effects in there, but it it was just too too average for me, man. I think it was a good story. I generally like liked her. I thought she was great. I don't know who, she, who the actress is. I don't think she's been in like a, a a lot, but I liked her and I liked um where it was going, but and 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 even the journey that it went on and the pace and all the sort of like different nuances that it went through but it didn't you know like i said it didn't like terrify me or anything it didn't like you know move me into a new realm of like terror which is a shame um but i get what you're saying it was still a you know a poor conjuring sort of thing there wasn't a moment where i was like fucking shitting myself and that annoyed me a little bit what about you i, I think about it's just big, big studio horror yeah. Paul, what do you think my overriding honestly this is my overriding word for it boring tepid i i <laughs> i yes yeah, i mean i i just thought there was a load of talk there was loads of exposition there wasn't enough scares um i mean yeah, I appreciate the the acting in it and all that type of stuff, and like there was set up for a right premise. I think this type of thing might have been better as a, a TV series where you could like really expand the character and really get into that type of stuff. But just there as was, a film, it was a series. It's called The Exorcist, and it's fucking but... brilliant. And they cancelled it. <laughs> I, yeah, I just was. It was just a bit. Yeah, like paint by numbers. Nothing you've all seen it all before. There was a jump on the wall. There was a crawl. There was, you know, bed like hiding under beds and stuff like that you know there's a couple of decent special effects i thought that the, there's a bit where the hair goes in the mouth which is obviously on the film poster which we'd actually already seen because we got a five minute clip at fright fest um yeah not enough colin salmon in it 
considering he was the head honcho of the exorcist uh, exorcism school and he pissed off halfway through it and didn't come back yeah it was just a bit yeah it was a bit Jacqueline Byers is the one who sort of played um sister Anne and I thought she was still I thought she was still fantastic um and you had obviously Virginia Madsen in it who I love um you know from Candyman so as a psychiatrist so you know and there was some the good elements I did enjoy or not enjoy but I did kind of like think oh fuck me with the, the exorcism scene with the um you know pregnant uh sister I thought that was fucking decent that had some you know oh fucking awkward made me feel a bit 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 weird watching it was it was hard it was an interesting watch obviously but i don't know i liked the i liked the flow of it i really did like the flow it wasn't i wasn't bored that's, that's i was i nearly fell asleep right okay well i'm on I'm on my own. I, I just obviously because you've got you've got this nun who's got a bit of a, a checkered past. Her mum was obviously possessed by the same sort of well, well, she thinks the same demon that's now terrorizing the school she's at. Uh, and then one, the whole point of it is the demon wants her, and then manages to possess a little girl to come into contact with the nun. And then it all turns out that it's spoilers. <laughs> it all turns out that it's actually her discarded daughter who that's, you find out hilarious because i was in the toilet when that um reveal <laughs> so i missed the twist <laughs> I, as soon as they said as soon as they said i give up a child and you straight away went oh it's gonna be the girl and the bloody thing and all that was just Too a obvious. bit now i know the stories about the demon trying to get back to her but it was st- still all a bit like hang on hang on like just a bit too convenient to slot all the places in into it and then the 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 way they defeat the demon like (laughs) fucking just i thought when she took the demon onto herself i thought she was gonna die but then they didn't kill her oh it was just yeah she lives and she becomes the next she's going on she's off on her way to become you know the next constantine i felt that like she was like you know the new fucking you know exorcist she's going to be fucking taking demons and our souls and the shit but yeah i don't know just like it just didn't do enough with the whole like like she she like nuns aren't allowed to perform exorcisms but then all of a sudden they let her in to, to come do this exorcism on a little girl that just as a training exercise that's gone a bit haywire like it, it was just a, a a big leap you know what i mean just to get to where they needed to get to there was no reason to let her do the exorcism at all no, I thought the old guy was pretty creepy with his tongue. They always like to do that little tongue thing, don't they? Yeah, there were there were literally smatterings of like, oh, that was quite good. Like the um, the little scene in the ambulance. Very gory. Yeah, very cool. But can that I ask you a question, lads? Right? Is this just international law that if you are possessed by a demon, right, regardless of how old you are, if you are possessed by a demon, can you just murder people and get away with it? Yes. <laughs> she, she murders three people in the back of the ambulance, right? And then there's no police called, there's no investigation, and she walks off at the end of the film scot free. Mate, that what? Is, that is how powerful the Catholic Church is. I just don't, I don't <laughs> well, understand. <laughs> there's a few people I might have to bump off on my list, and I'm just going to fucking go hail Ratmar or something. There you go. Yeah, that was pretty gory though. That's not, you know, and like the bit at the end, like you know, the culmination. Um, I suppose the the three sort of main points of this movie is like, well, you get the sort of fo- the failed exorcism, don't you? 
and like and you do get that bunch of hair that's the sort of the main bit there and Colin Salmon getting you know yanked and I suppose that's terrible and a bunch of pussy priests who aren't really doing much um and then you get obviously the exorcism where she thought it went right and it went wrong and she feels guilty and then you get the big thing at the end it's sort of just like okay there's three major kind of striking parts of this movie there's not much else i get it but i don't know i like the way that it flowed for me i don't know i wasn't as bored as matt obviously <laughs> <laughs> matt fell asleep just talking about it <laughs> yeah i no, i just and like to be honest like the idea of like coming at them coming at an exorcism from the um victim's perspective rather than the demon's perspective i quite like that idea but they just didn't do anything with it it was just like you know, or how to beat a demon is like push it out with love type of thing. I'll be here, will you? <laughs> I think what Matt is getting annoyed with, all right, and I am starting to, is the trailers that they're putting out for horror movies is to attract a bigger audience to them. But they are putting everything on on Front Street. Like they did it with Smile. They kind of put the best bits out there and then you don't get that level of tension and surprise because you've seen it and i think they need to have a word with themselves and kind of go back to basics because these fucking we're getting we're getting some high budget horrors which is great we talked about this when we had um like it do you remember matt when we watched like it the second it, and we're like fuck fucking how much money is they're putting towards this and studios are starting to put that money but they're not getting it right no, that's the problem though. The thing is, they're getting it wrong because there's films like Terrifier that proves that it can do things right. There's films like St. Maud. There's films like, you know, um, Midsummer that have proved it can do it. They're, but they're not the biggest budget movies. You know, they, they, you know, they just need, I think the people need more than what they're giving people. Like paint by numbers horrors, big studio horrors, smile pray for the devil, churning them out, yeah, whatever, that's fine. If you want a couple of cheap jump scares and a, a tepid storyline, then go for it. But like, put something out there that's good. I mean, they come are, on, Barbarian, is, for fuck's sake, are... go and watch Barbarian. Don't bother with this movie. Get your money and go and buy a ticket for Barbarian. And if you have to travel, travel to see it. Trust me, it's a better cinema experience than this piece of garbage. But Sorry. You see a Barbarian, I'm... Matt, they're doing it with Barbarian as well they're shown bits of the film that you really don't want to see. But the first trip, I remember watching the teaser trailer for Barbarian and it gives now away, nothing away. Yeah, I know. It looks more like a crazy, like a crazy home invasion type of thing. Right. And then I was like, Ooh, that looks quite good. And I don't want to see anything else. And we didn't see anything. It's unfortunate that I got to see the fright fest and it was a better film for it because you were sat there. Yeah, going, but the even fuck? though you say that there is things in this movie, there's a lot of things in that movie that, basically that they haven't shown which is brave and bold and yeah yeah just like but the two more films I, like i don't understand why they don't show, do you know what the best horror the best horror trailers are do you know them ones where you see like people screaming in the cinema and it's not actually showing you that it's just showing you the reaction they're always the best horror film yeah i remember <laughs> jeepers creepers right jeepers creepers which is obviously <laughs> we've already done that that trailer so 
the hole, something sliding down a hole, and then people screaming in the cinema. That's all I remember from the trailer. And I was like, ooh, I best go and watch that because I want to know what they're screaming about. The two, off the top of my head, successful marketing campaigns that I've ever sort of been a part of in the cinema, Blair Witch Project. You didn't know anything about the Blair Witch Project going in. You just heard more about it. I throw, and I it was, throw paranormal activity in there, though. Paranormal activity, yeah. You saw a shot, and that was it. And it was like, Steven Spielberg says this is the scariest thing ever. That's all you, you had to like do. And Clo- I remember Cloverfield. When mm. Cloverfield first came out, you didn't know what it was about. They dared you to go to the cinema to find out what it was about, yeah. and it was brilliant for it. I don't understand. You're a studio head. You will make more money off a film or more like surprise or like people will go and see it if they don't know what it's about. They need some young blood in their marketing team to kind of market TikTok and just with these short little things that will get the people going. I've just checked out all the, the gross figures, right, for the Barbarian, Smile and Pray for the Devil. And I think you're actually be quite pleased, Matt, because, I mean, OK, Smile is fucking great marketing schemes they're at 203 million like gross that's fucking amazing and that movie wasn't smile 2 will come out 100 yes. percent. so it'll be shit but so now <laughs> i'll ask you pray for the devil or barbarian which one of those do you think's made more money barbarian barbarian it has barbarian tw- like double like double the amount as well good. good so that that is a really good thing that makes me happy i'm glad yeah, because no, it's just really I, the thing is they churn them out because they know people will go and see them, and because people all those troves go out and watch it, they'll make another one from it because it's a money maker. But it doesn't matter how good the film is because they've already got the butts on seats and they've got the money in the bank to make another one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, back to back to pray for the devil. <laughs> I love having a little bitchy moan <laughs> about fucking shit. If that's all we can decide to talk about, though. Uh, you know the fact that we're annoyed that <laughs> it's out there. I think that says a lot about this about this movie and how we're feeling. But again, I still stand by the fact that I kind of wasn't bored like you two. I did kind of like enjoy the journey. Cool. I just didn't think it had enough meat on the bones. I just thought it was bristling along and it didn't scare me at all. I mean, there was one jump scare that got me. The one where she goes down to the autopsy table and like a mother comes behind her. Um. That that one got me, but the rest I was just sort of, ugh. and yeah. like exorcism stuff does freak me out as well. But nah, I yeah, just... I was expecting a bum, you know, a, a bum twitch, but I didn't really have one. <laughs> Had it yeah. for the next movie that we're going. I like talk the, about. the last scene, Paul. I agree with the last bit in the, the taxi in, in Italy. I thought it was great. Yeah, but it was the end of the film. This is what it could have been. The same guy directed um, Last Exorcism. And that ends very similar. Yeah, the last exorcism. Was that the one with... Um, That's in the field at the end, isn't it, with the brother? The college. Is it in the the college girl that has like a... Is she, are they proving that she's had a fit? No, that's... Oh. Um, that's, that's the... Exorcism of Emily Rose. Rose yeah. Right. I can't remember the last exorcism. The last exorcism is where she's in a barn, isn't it? Oh, is it, was it... She was actually mm-hmm. like play, fiddled with by her dad or something like that. Well, no, isn't the family in on it or our brother's in on it or something? And oh, then the guy with a pitchfork through the field at the end. Because it's like found footage, isn't it? Is that an American sort of haunting? I can't footage. remember. I can't remember. I'm just... It's get... Our brother's the guy from Get Out. The brother in Get Out. Right, okay. Same, same actor. So... But yeah. There you go. 
pray yes, for it. Yes, it is the um, guy from Get Out. You are correct. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It is that one, yeah. Mm. The barn one, yeah, it is. But yeah. yeah. So score it or? <laughs> I guess I'll so. Go, I mean, go on, Matt. I'd say for me, it was a four out of ten. I am going to agree with you, Matt. I think it's a four out of ten. I'm going to yes. give it a, I still think it's, you know, I'm still going to give it a six. I'm still going to give it what? a re- recommend. Six? I still recommend people to go and go and see this one. Yeah, definitely. Wow. I still feel wow. that it's up six. there. I still feel the production value was um, worthy of that. And the scenes that they created um, were worthy of that. Definitely. So there you go. It's funny because like Wrong. if we're torn <laughs> along the lines of smile as well, I actually quite enjoyed smile, like surprisingly enjoyed it. And, it's almost like the reverse. I went into the Pray for Devil thing and, oh, well, this might be quite good. And, like, it sort of turned into what I thought Smile was going to be like. <laughs> so, yeah, so, no, missed the board for me. I kind of knew, going in, I just knew what it was going to be and it was what it was and I knew what it was going to be. And I walked out and I was like, done it, did exactly what it said in the advert. Films like that make you glad you've lost in the past because you've not Vanilla. lost anything. Yeah. I think if I'd have paid money to go and say that, I'd have been a bit oh, mortified. Yeah. yeah. Paul's, Paul's looking at us, by the way, folks, like we've got two heads <laughs> each. <laughs> anyway, right. Um, on to next episode's movie. Now, I, we've got a decision to make. Um, what do we watch? I'm proposing one live on the podcast. Um the Hel- latest Hellraiser movie is available to watch on Amazon Prime for £4.49 to rent. Do you fancy watching that one? Yes. Because I can't get to the cinema to watch Watcher, which really upsets me because I really want to go and watch Maker Monroe. Did you watch it, Paul? I didn't. I was supposed to go on Tuesday if it was going to come up, but I think I'm going tomorrow night, so I will I be able to report back on the next pod for, for you. Awesome. I think Hellraiser would be more our wheelhouse. Yeah, I just Watcher want something. a bit much. Like, yeah. I don't know. It means that I've got to watch the, you know, the next what ten Hellraiser movies in in the space of two weeks. That's doable, right? Yeah. <laughs> or at least, Easy. or at least six, because I've definitely watched four of them. So yeah, I definitely haven't watched the latest six. So I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, well, I think we can not see it. So that's fine. Yeah. Okay, we'll watch the latest Hellraiser then. Fucking sweet. Okay, so let's do our movie from the vault. Okay, this episode's movie from the vault was picked by our guest last episode. Thank you, Paul. We're going to have to nickname you something, maybe Paul take uh, Sodom or something like that (laughs) another time. But yeah, let's uh, talk about Sallow or the 120 Days of Sodom. Here's a little synopsis for people who don't know what this movie is about, which I think anyway. In World War II Italy, four fascist libertines round up nine adolescent boys and girls and subject them to 120 days of physical, mental 
and sexual torture. This film focuses on four wealthy, corrupt Italian libertines in the term of the fascist Republic of Salo. The libertines kidnap 18 teenagers and subject them four months of extreme violence, sadism and sexual psychological torture. The film explores themes of political corruption, consumerism, authoritarianism, nihilism, morality, capitalism, totalitarianism, sadism, sexualism, sexuality and fascism. All the isms. Yeah. The story is is in four segments inspired by Dante's Divine Comedy, The Anti-Inferno, The Circle of Manias, The Circle of Shit and The Circle of Blood. Um, yeah, I just read that off uh, Wikipedia just so everyone could know what you're about to get into because I have no idea how to talk about this piece of shit. Um, <laughs> the, so yeah, um, who wants to go first and have a little tell them how they feel? I, wanna, I, I, mean, I know how Paul feels. I want to listen to Matt. Matt, tell us. Well, how. I thought this film flowed really good. It just it flowed so well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I picked up this film at work many a times and looked at the cover and thought, a weird cover. Um, <clears throat> and I've never thought, oh, I really want to watch that. But I'm kind of glad that I have watched it because... It's, it's literally on like lists online of like 100 films to see before you die, believe it or not. Um, which is, yeah. Anyway, back to the film. I don't really know. I don't. I don't think I'm intellectual enough to fully understand this movie 100%. Um, what's a libertine? <laughs> um, a wealthy person. I think so like it's basically a basically like a arty wealthy pervert in it yeah yeah oh, like so that's why the libertines are called the libertines yeah right thing. okay okay i get that i just thought they were wealthy blokes um but yeah i just, <clears throat> i don't know if i understood it fully i mean i watched it i was kind of entertained to a point and then they're devoid of moral principles, a sense of responsibility or sexual restraint, which they see as unnecessary or undesirable. Does that make a bit more sense? Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I didn't really get what was going on at the start. Obviously, it doesn't explain anything. Um, I gathered the kind of era it was set, but I was kind of like a bit confused to what, what was going on. I, I mean, I gathered they were picking out boys and girls by looking at them whether they were i don't know clean enough and um kind of fit enough and stuff and kind of didn't have any defects if that was is that they, right with the men the first part they were looking for the size of their cock oh okay Good. they were pick when they were picking the guards i'll or... t- tell you something when i was doing it i was like oh okay so you know I don't look at a lot of cocks in my life, but I was thinking, oh, I'm I'm quite average because there were some small cocks. I'm gonna, There's a lot of bush. To be honest, there's a lot of seventies bush there, though, Matt. There's a lot of hair. Yeah. Paul, gone. <laughs> Do you want me to talk? Yeah. So you have obviously these 
libertines who take these kids just off the street by machine gun. And they are kids. Yeah. And then decide, right, we're going to use a mine. Use a, this is it. This is what you're here for and just do what they want with them. And that's obviously broken up by they have sort of some madams or prostitutes or what former prostitutes or whatever they are who have been abused throughout their life telling stories. And then obviously during the stories, they then decide to sort of reenact them or act them or and this ranges from everything, really everything, everything depraved you can imagine. Um, but in the really just, strangest way, because the stories aren't. They're not really erotic stories. To us. They're like, it's just stories. Which is good. That is good. That's a good thing that you've just said. I just wanted to make that make that sure that you <laughs> you and Paul both found them depraved, which means you're not amongst those fascist prints. No, but it was like, it's really strange that like, that, that they would be telling the stories and then bang, one of the, that's one of the four guys, because they are all fucking crazy in their own way just does some really strange thing just out of the blue the weirdest thing uh, yeah I, I just, what was that about they I, just turned I, on they had to do it yeah i think it is that like just we can do what we want and we're going to do it when we want so the urges just suddenly took us and i'm like well why sit here when weird when i can just do what i want so there was literally halfway through the story they just pick someone up and take them into the room and whatever um uh yeah lads like I suppose one of the things, yeah, one of the things we're talking about this film, right, is, and I just don't want to, it's not the shock factor of it, right? Because I've watched some very shocking films over the years, and uh, I've actually enjoyed the wrong word, but actually appreciated for what they are. So things like Martyrs is a is a is a shocking film, which is hard to recommend to people, but actually it is a stonking film at the same time. Irreversible is horrible, but Actually, I can see the merits in the filmmaking and what it did. I just didn't with this. I was just very... I'm sure it's got something to say. And like Matt says, I'm sure the stuff that has probably gone over our head with it and you have to really delve into the arty side of it. But I just didn't really want to. And it didn't make me want to go, oh, I need to understand this. I just thought it was nastiness for nastiness sake and not really any point to it. And then when you get to the circle of shit... I just don't want to see. I know it's obviously it's not real shit, but, but I just it, don't. it made me feel a bit horrible. It made me feel a bit sick. Yeah, yeah. that was. The, I'm glad that was the worst one for me. Like the the when they started talking about the shit stories and they started yeah. doing all the shit play and and stuff. Like that, I was like, I wanted to turn it off there and now. I was like, I mean, I wanted to turn it off before then. To be honest, I wasn't really happy watching it. It's the worst piece of shit that. Uh, <sighs> I wanted to watch it to see how uncomfortable I guess it made me feel. And if I, you know, and, and, but I just, I found myself just like, like asking why I, I mean, obviously for the podcast and we thanks Paul for recommending and we're, I'll put myself through it, but I don't know. I never, I could live with my whole life without ever seeing this movie. And, and, and I wouldn't recommend anyone to go and watch this at all, um, which may drive you to go and watch it even more. And I hope not, but it's just, it's I'm like when we watch like things like Serbian film and like you said and and depravity I, we watch them with mates I watch them with you Matt and it's like we kind of had a gig we, we kind of I had can't a, confirm or deny that this is true <laughs> Talk to my lawyer we kind of had a, we kind of had a giggle um at the fucking how kind of horrid and boundary pushing it was whereas this one 
I don't know. If less, it'd be it'd be like maybe if we'd sat around and all watched it and we just it was too kind of questionable. And I did dive into it and I did wiki it and I did read some stuff on it because I was just a I, it was just a borrant and I just wanted to know like why why would someone make this at what point are they trying to um, prove by by just shoving by looking at it? are they trying to sh- to say that this is you know this is like the worst behavior that can ever possibly be because these people if they existed and they exist in this world i just think it it's just shocking it's like wealth and power and having complete control over people and i guess if it's a movie made where it's supposed to disgust and shock and make you feel uncomfortable make you feel that you aren't what these people are and you detest what these people are is it then then yeah okay that's the way it made me feel and it really did set apart me from from these individuals and stuff like that it was just abhorrent it was fucking horrible it was so uncomfortable such an uncomfortable watch there was no hope to it either like there was no thought of they're gonna get out of this or there was no like i thought at the end towards the end like you could hear sort of like tanks and planes in the background or which what i thought was it might not be That's, that's throughout the film yeah and i thought is this like a is this like a fall of fascism type of thing and they're getting they're just abusing their power for as much as they can until they can't do it anymore because the allies are closing in and i thought there was going to be something at the end where the tanks roll in or they get saved or whatever not plucking eyeballs out and fucking dancing around setting everyone on fire i was i just as it and like, look, I like, I do like a bleak ending, but it just waffled on. And then that little humorous quote with the two guards at the end, oh, what's your girlfriend called? As they're dancing together. It just, it was all a bit, there were three, a bit wanky. This was amongst four endings that he wanted to do. Um, I could read the other endings out if you give a fucking shit, but like the different reasons why he picked them and the way he ended it and all this sort of stuff to get the right sort of feel for it. But none of them have got like, you know, I mean, it's not a positive ending. We don't want, like you said, I don't mind a bleak ending, but this was just like. I don't, yeah, but it's not supposed to be, is it? No. It's not but it, supposed to be. But it's just these people what go on. And it's like, what, what one thing is like, this is like four months. So do they just get four months off their job? What the <laughs> fuck is their job? Or is that the point? Like, well, no, they were, they were all like powerful people. And there was a judge, there was a, uh, a bishop, there was a, a president. Yeah, but were they, were they just, I think that they were just called that. I don't know if that was their actual job. I just think that they were just called themselves that. Um, oh, right, okay. To kind of like um, isolate themselves away from any um, labels and stuff like that. They just gave themselves a label, I think. The weird, the weird thing at the start, like the, where they were talking about who's going to marry whose daughter and stuff like that as well. What the? I, that threw me off because they they, they, I think they're just three like-minded freaks. Four, who, like four like-minded freaks who just wanted to, who decided that they were just going to go off and do this sort of fucking weird shit. And, it's like a cult. Would you say it's like a cult? Because the daughters, the da- their actual daughters, right, were. Um, in the movie, they were the ones that are walking around serving and and naked, like and you know that scene where one of them just suddenly gets fucked up the ass. That was one yeah. of their daughters. Yeah, and it's that, like that was weird because one of the blokes gets up and start and just gets his ass out and starts showing his asshole to everyone. Which one for you out of the four were the was the okay? There's a, there's a couple of questions. So which one out of the four 
for you was the worst piece of shit? The guy who breathed shit into the other one's mouth. Which one was that? I can't. I don't, really, I don't like the lazy eyed one. You didn't like the lazy eye one. I didn't like the beard. I didn't I like any of them, to be honest. I, I didn't yeah, like any of them. But the worst, the worst of the worst was, for me was the one who was berating. The angry one. The one who was like literally when she was guy. crying over her mum. And he was or, and like he was just going, this is getting me off. You know, and he's telling her, that everyone in the room, that this is like, that I want to see oh, your pain. That, that's the guy that. Beardy. Gets, Beardy. Oh, no. The, the guy I was thinking of with the. With the, the kind of floppy hair that gets really angry uh he and he starts like whip whipping someone that looked fucking real when he was whip i don't know how they did the effects on that i would challenge to say that this a lot of this is questionable in terms of the way they was filmed well yeah i mean that for a start the these are children they look like children which worries me a little bit for a start it's like they are very very young i didn't Uh, read anything about that that I could find, so I'm hoping that that was not the case, and they were just because it's a film. It, you know, it's got to have some kind of rules. I mean, it's Italian, but still, fuck. Um, don't don't go using that. Well, it's a film of its time. <laughs> no, fuck that. Sorry, any no. era. Yeah, I think the whole thing, like, was it Anti Inferno? I, I mean, what I don't, I've got to go and I don't really want to be that intelligent and start reading Dante's Inferno. Can't be asked. Don't want to go around you know and someone, start reading Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Someone needs to make a film of Dante's Inferno. I used, I had the game for the Xbox, and it's actually really cool. But actually, the the actual Dante's in like Descent into Hell. That would be quite a good film to watch. But uh, yeah, this like I said, I just didn't want. I, I I didn't really understand the whole. I mean, let's be honest, guys. It's probably not in our wheelhouse of like type of film we would normally watch anyway. So fair fair play in us watching and stepping out of our comfort zone eventually. But I just didn't. I just didn't like it. <laughs> it's see, basically what. But I'm with I'm with Matt. If I see a film on a list like that, films to do, watch or die. Because like watch or I'll watch it regardless. I've watched like loads of films out of my wheelhouse, like on like the top 300 movies of all time. Like I I don't think I'd ever bothered watching Seven Samurai or like any some of the westerns that I'd watched and stuff. I don't think I would have bothered if they weren't on that list. Some of them I've been really really surprised that I enjoy like Casablanca, fucking great, actually fucking stunning movie. Like, this is on a list. This is a piece of fucking filth that, like, should never have been made, in my opinion. Should never have been made. And I am I wish that Paul, honestly, mate, we like 80s slashers. I, you know, you're a, <laughs> all right. That's what I like. All right. If anyone on, comes on this podcast, you know, it's fine. I appreciate what you've done here. Can I stop you? <laughs> Can I stop you there? Why Why do you think Paul chose this movie? I don't know, because he's, he's... Think a... about it. Why has he chosen? Because <laughs> it's challenged us, I suppose, yeah. maybe, yeah. And he, I know, I get it. I get it, Paul. I get it, but... Fuck. He wanted to offload his inner problems that he has watching <laughs> this movie <laughs> and put it and pass on the curse to us. I think he's been talking to too many BBFC sensors, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, by the way, Paul, for, I know you're listening, so um, you don't have to apologise at all. Not at all. Not at all. For my letterbox review. I, 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 I do. I, do, I like respect anything. I will watch. I will watch 
think, yeah, well, we know you watch anything. Don't I worry. Think, I, I can't. I can't. I don't think there's any. And I don't want to. I don't want anyone to just suddenly come out and go, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." If you thought that was bad, watch this. I don't want that. I'm not asking for that. I do generally think this is the lowest of the low, and I don't think I. I. I don't, I don't think I. I want to go any lower than this. To be honest, I, I think this is it. I'm happy uh, that, that this was. This is it. This is my low point. All right, in movie cinema history. On um, that. On that note, I thought this could do be great as a remake so <laughs> i did a little bit of kind of casting myself while i was watching the film i thought you know what we could remake this and i was like listen to my cast i've written down oh god so, i love it um, this is the mo- this is the best bit <laughs> ready for this i thought the guy you didn't like the beard guy russell crowe russell crowe comes in maybe a younger russell crowe right so that means russell russell crowe gets pissed on yeah, Russell Crowe, the um, one of the um, kind of madams, now she's a bit older, Helen Mirren, so she's going to be the one that gets her ass out and says, look at my ass." That means that she was the one who basically ate shit then? Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, Dame Helen Mirren. Um, and also the guy, the freaky guy, right, the freaky lazy-eyed guy, recast him a little bit, thinking Richard Brake. Awesome. Sign him in. <laughs> Last but not least, playing one of the naked boys, naked young boys, Harry Styles. <laughs> Done. You would pay to watch that, wouldn't you? No. Sallow 2, Electric Boogaloo. Fuck I'll tell you what, chuck in uh, Christoph Waltz as one of the, the crazy men then. Yeah. Yeah. Got ourselves a movie. We're going to call it 121 Days of Sodom. Very good. It starts all over again. Special guest appearance by the Draw One Last Press podcast, boys. <laughs> what? We're one of the naked people that get bummed. Would have to be. <laughs> I mean, this is sodomy, isn't Listen, it? Harry Styles. <laughs> one of one of them, I think, just literally says, I think it's the bishop, I can't remember, he only likes fucking in the ass, whether it's a male or a female. They're all a bit, yeah, they're all a bit obsessed with the bottom, aren't they? I think this We is didn't even talk all... about we didn't even talk about rear rear of the year award for the ass competition that was fucking weird yeah well they all and then the end, they... joking with them going oh we're going to kill the person with the nice ass we haven't really talked about it. we talked circle of shit which was the worst one circle of manias was probably i mean it's still but circle of blood was the last one and it's like that's the the whole torture scene and there's lots of deleted apparently stuff that's not in it which is worse than, you know, people watching somebody get raped in the ass and scalped and and their tongue cut off and hung. And, and these are the sorts of things you're going to see if you watch this movie, which, again, I'd like to say I am not recommending. <laughs> but I am interested to see that whether Matt actually <laughs> has gathered some some Matt's facts. So, dude, let's let's hear some. Are you sure you want to hear these? Really? <laughs> i don't know about this boys but i i have got some facts so you get get your ears ready for this boys all right you ready right okay here we go so straight off the bat despite the grim subject throughout the film in an interview on the disc from the criterion collection box set actress helene Sergur 
claimed the mood was actually rather jovial on the set and that none of the teenage actors actors, were actually harmed or traumatised. She said the abundance of teenagers who had never acted before led the mood to be happy at times, even fun with the cast often playing practical jokes on each other. She also said that the movie was literally made in the editing room and the filmmakers had no idea how grim a movie it was until they saw the finished product at the premiere. Do you you know what? That makes me actually a little happier because I was really feeling that it was going to be something like, um, you know, William Freakin or something like that where... Hold hold your nerve. Hold your nerve. I'm not finished yet. All right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm only only touching. I was going to say, but... (laughs) I was like, but, literally a but. In the but. One in the but. The fact that it was a movie... A movie like a movie where there was banter and stuff like that kind of makes me feel a little bit better because I'd love to know what some of the practical jokes were. Well, <laughs> the substitute real shit in for the afford <laughs> <laughs> you because it's because it's such yeah that, that makes me feel a little bit better about it that it was a movie movie because I really felt oh, that brilliant. Let's give it an extra point in your stars then. <laughs> no, I'm not giving it any. I'm not rating this. But um, right, like... here we go. Here we go. I'm not finished. Let me finish. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pierre Paolo Pasolini was murdered before the film's release. A 17-year-old hustler, Giuseppe Pino Pellisi, was arrested when he was found with Pellini's car. He admittedly running over Pasolini several times with the car in an argument after an argument, and he ended up getting convicted of the crime. Many years later, denied participating participating in the it and claiming the three mysterious that three mysterious men were involved and the case remains unsolved well i get this he so he died before it came out mm. um this dude is he like did he do lots of fucked up movies before this i'm not sure i haven't really looked at his repertoire before okay. this fine um when the movie premiered in west germany in february 1976 it was confiscated by the state attorney uh, in order to ban it the district court of Stuttgart classified it as pornographic and violent praising. A few days later, though, that ruling was reversed and the film was allowed to be distributed nationwide. Someone got a big payoff somewhere, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. So did you guys recognise some of the soundtrack to this movie? Nope. <laughs> no? No famous names attached? You were paying attention at the start to the uh, the long-ass trailer um, cast listing no nope you know morricone who composed the jazzy soundtrack said he was very uncomfortable watching the movie he only agreed to score the film due to being friends with pasolini Jesus. okay crazy <laughs> isn't it? um who, who is one, he who is what that you just said any or morricone am i supposed to know who that is the godfather oh, okay the good, I mean, the bad, and the ugly. Only one of the biggest like film oh, scores. What do you say, Don McConey? Don McConey. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> this one's a bit more um, kind of uh, the census. This one, the British Board of Classific of Film Classification rejected the film in 1975, making it technically illegal to show in the UK. When an art house cinema in London showed it, the film was confiscated in a police raid in 
year, the year 2000. The BBFC revised its opinion and gave it an 18 certificate for adults only. Crazy. There we go. <laughs> in 1994, an undercover police officer in Cincinnati, Ohio, rented the film from a local gay bookstore, then later arrested the owners for pandering a large group of scholars and artists, including Martin Scorsese and Alec Baldwin, signed a legal brief arguing the film's artistic merit. The court dismissed the case because the police violated the owner's uh, Fourth Amendment rights without addressing the questions of whether the film was obscene. I thought that was pretty mad. So there might be big fans of the movie. Oh, the excrement scene. Uh, was a um, a mixture of chocolate, orange marmalade, and some <laughs> other clashing ingredients. So the disgusted reactions were real. I, I mean, I kind of like this movie a little bit more now. Now that I know that it's, I thought it was one of those movies that had ultra realism to it, and I'm I'm kind of glad that it's not. I'm kind of glad that it's it's a movie. I guess that means that, yeah, that it kind of set the right kind of emotions forthwith but still <laughs> anyway you're a, you're just a fucking sucker for chocolate and orange marmalade don't you <laughs> don't lie he, wants, ride to, up now. he wants to serve up a poo-poo platter um <laughs> anyway um when you serve no, a for... wedding as the dessert for your wedding for <laughs> chocolate doo-doos um walnut whips um the notorious scene where a young woman is forced to eat excrement was intended by Pier Paolo Pasolini as a metaphor for consumer capitalism and the rise of the junk food culture. <laughs> oh, rise in the junk food that's culture just... in 1976? Nah, surely not. That's, that's, that's too early for one. It's, it was more of an 80s thing, so that's bullshit. Yeah. Someone's written that down as like yeah. a use and it's fucking I thought it was funny. That's fucking like a film that eats you and go, no, that's what I think that's a metaphor for. That's what I'm like, fuck yeah. off. You just wanted to see some girl eat shit. That's, that's why, I, I yeah, that. that's why I read all that shit at the start from Wiki because some cunt's written that in there. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> wow. Anyway, and the body count was 23. Thank you very much. Good night. 10 out of 10. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to. <laughs> go on. Go on. Put set the standard. I'm going to. Uh, not rate this one. Really? You're, I'm this not is giving the it first official non rated movie. I'm not giving it a rating. Draw one last breath horror podcast. I'm not giving it a rating. Refuse. Wow. Jordy Paul. Don't be a pussy. I, right, look, rate I'm gonna movie. I'm gonna rate it because it is a film and we have said before that you know it's hard to make films, not everyone can make films. But I did genuinely hear it. And it's not just because it was filthy and disgusting and all that type of stuff. I just didn't think it was really well made either. And I forgive people who were obviously going to slam us for it or whatever, but just went over my head. So I'm going to give it a one out of ten. Wow. Over to me, then it is. So I, I'm I'm going to go and try and find myself one of these clubs. Um, no, no, I'm joking. Sponsored <laughs> um, by Brave Rebel Clothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I might make a T-shirt, actually. Yeah, downright sailor t-shirt. <laughs> I bet no one's wearing a sallow t-shirt, mate, that's for sure. <laughs> Cornered the market on that one. Um, no, for me, I'm going to give it 
slightly better than that, only on the merit of the fact that I've not seen something like this before. Um, and I'm kind of, I don't think I'm glad that I watched it. I kind of like, I don't know, the intriguing kind of like the thing about it is that, that it was put towards me and it's not like one like Paul said, a pick off the shelf or whatever. But um, I do think there were actually some redeeming shots in the way it was shot. There are some scenes and the set designs that are quite, I thought were quite beautiful trying to get at like the only positive thing out of the whole thing however i don't condone absolutely anything in this movie but that's my redeeming points of that and yeah it is a, a depraved disgusting horrible little movie and i like horrible little movies but i don't like horrible little movies like this and there were certain points where i thought some of the violence actually looked real it looks it looks real. So yeah, on that factor, I'm giving it two out of ten. I can't look at this as a movie for some reason in my head. I what? can't. It's a movie. I don't know, it's I can't. It's on film. It's a movie. Can't. Get over and it. I can't. And if I was if the way that it's made me feel, that's the problem. The way that it's made me feel, I feel that it's done exactly what it's supposed to do. And then I'm supposed to what now I'm supposed to rate it like a fucking you're talking about it is affected I know, you. and i can't do that and i don't i don't condone anything and i just don't want to give this a rating so i'm just right right yeah. well that's all right paul because that means it's a draw one last breath one out of ten <laughs> brilliant does that beat robert i think it's in level with robert, level with robert. <laughs> it's a shame right how about this robert turns up in sallow too <laughs> the crossover everyone called for <laughs> yeah right come on move on let's get back to something thanks thanks paul for challenging our intellect <laughs> i hope this conversation was everything you wanted you've scarred paul butcher for life he's now in his therapy the bill will be in the post <laughs> i just want to watch a, a guy with a mask chop some people's heads anyway, off anyway it's my pick so get on to the question come on Come on, then. Right. Matt, um, Matt, it's your pick. So let's hear it. Let's hear what you got, please. I'm Robert, really yeah. hoping that you guys can get hold of this. And I'm pretty sure it's available at quite, quite, quite many places. Um, I've not seen it. Mine is still in the cellophane. It's an 18. And it stars some great people uh, in it. And it is called From Beyond. From Beyond. Oh, I haven't seen that either. Where can I watch that then? (laughs) I know, because I've got the Blu-ray. But Barbara Crampton's in it. What what year? Tick. It's got loads of monsters in it. Tick. Stuart Gordon. Tick. All right, cool. Well, looking forward to this, mate. That is more in my wheelhouse. And I reckon I can find it on Amazon. Monsters and Slime. Bring it on. Barbara Crampton in a bit of... uh, fetish gear <laughs> so yeah nice one that jeffrey is a... coombs that's it jeffrey coombs is in it as well right Mate, that Good looks pick. like a great pick there's one that i think the somewhat watch list uh that i want to watch is an eight it looks like an 80s classic oh, hang, on. I'm... hang on it says may contain buggery don't think we should watch it mm. <laughs> anyway <laughs> Mate, 
thanks to everyone for listening to this episode i i hope that we've let you know about this sallow and or 120 days of sodom and you go out discontinued and you can't find it and never have to watch it but there you go thanks for listening our next episode episode 117 we'll be watching the new hellraiser fantastic i'm looking forward to that one heard some good stuff about this and matt's just pulled out the vault from beyond and i think we even got a little treat from geordie paul next episode because he's been coming up with a few something to scream about so look out for that bad boy Woohoo! and with that there's only one more thing to say when there's no more room in hell here's another podcast i am the devil and i am here to do the devil's work you can follow us on twitter at draw one last instagram at draw one last breath or pop us an email at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com.